Hey, welcome back. This is episode 276 of KT Confidential. Today, Ariel and I are talking about bidding wars, which are back. Enjoy. Oh, sorry. I didn't dim the volume slowly. <clears throat> Hi. Welcome back. Hi. What do you mean, welcome back? I was gone for like three days. Three and a half days. Yeah. Well, that's more than some people. Okay. Thank you. Nice none of, to be none back. of us went away anywhere. Nice to be back. Yeah. Do you want to tell the audience about your hiatus? Yeah. So well, I, I made a commitment this year to do more and think less. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can you clip that out as a sound bite? Because I think we may need to reference that. Overthink. Don't overthink. And don't, you know, with regards to go, making plans and going away and having fun and family time and friend time and whatever. So every year I'm like, oh, I really want to take Alicia to go to Banff because, and now she's learning to snowboard and she's getting a little bit more comfortable. So I said, screw it. So this year we're going to do it. So I just booked it. And she was scared for the weeks leading up to it because she thought she was going to fall off the, a cliff or something. But it's really just, you know, when you stick to the easy runs, it's just like Glen Eden. For those in yeah. that are familiar with Glen Eden. Banff, Glen Eden. Very it is, similar. It is in terms of like challenging. In fact, it's easier in many cases because the conditions are better. It's just longer runs. It'll take you an hour to get down. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. Flew up Monday. Flew home on Thursday. Won a bid to fly business class. So first class on the way back and then your little pod. That was a really cool experience. Uh, it can be hard to go back to coach, but it was a good trip. Not all flights have those options no. no you're right some of them are just how much if you don't mind me asking how much it was is through, it to upgrade well it was a bid so you don't always get it oh and what a transition bidding wars for business class right and today's topic is bidding wars back in the real estate market yeah so you can you can you have a sliding scale there's literally a Thing you slide and you choose your number, and I chose the very lowest number you could, which is three fifty for my ticket. I think if you had an upgraded ticket, then the, the least amount you you could do is a bit less. So it depends on how much your initial ticket was. Right. So three fifty each, so seven hundred plus tax, it was seven fifty for the two of us. Not cheap. Worth it. I drank and ate my money's worth. Yeah. Easy, easily. Yeah. Oh, it's free food, free booze. Well, we got to go into the Maple Leaf Lounge in Calgary, so we had breakfast and lunch there. Nice. Time that perfectly. Breakfast, lunch. Then on the plane, we had dinner. I had a couple Jack Daniels. I had, actually, no, it was Johnny Walker. A couple Johnny Walker, three Johnny Walker. One, Ooh, one, that was a good flight. One glass of wine and a glass of port. Holy Christ. Yeah, and a nice salmon dinner. Uh, so it was fun. I well, encourage people to do that once in their life. Once in their life? Well, most people never go to the those seats, right? But it's worth it. It's you know, the seats have oh, massage function. I thought you meant get away for a few days. No, I mean that's something that I think people should do more of as well. I think more shorter trips is a a good alternative to some lavish long long trip yeah. or big trip. Well, I just got Robbie's second vacation request. Ooh. Are you going snowboarding? No, no. So Robbie this year is going to the Philippines. Oh, very nice. To Los Angeles and to Punta Cana. Wow. Look at you. That's exciting. I haven't reproved, approved the request yet. Anyways, okay. So bidding wars, they're back. They're in full swing. 
Well, it was funny when we started, when we first got here this morning and you told me what the topics were going to be. And I said, well, which one do you want to do first? And you said, I think originally you were going to want to do the other one first, but you changed it to bidding wars. And you said, who knows if it'll still be relevant in a week and a half, which is when the next one will be released. And it's very true. So I think that's important. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. So maybe we can make a little prediction. Well, we're here towards now the end of February. And really, we've seen over the last, this month, this month, it's been pretty consistent with multiple offers on a lot of listings, specifically the lower priced freehold homes. So we're not talking condos. Condos we haven't seen. Condos haven't seen bidding wars. There's too much supply. We'll talk about supply in a few minutes. But freehold homes in Halton region, specifically under the $1.5 million mark, and certainly under the million or 1.1, 1.2 million, that those ranges mm -hmm. have absolutely caught on well, Fire. and it, it happened overnight almost. It was quick. It And we kind of predicted that, and we have predicted it in past years. So why does why do you think it's happened, and what's your analysis? Oh, well, it's, a, it's always the same. It's supply and demand, but I think added in right now temporarily. Oh, no, no, it's not temporarily. The supply thing, I think, is temporary. I think the confidence level of buyers is up. Because rates have held firm for a while now, mm -hmm. and there's forecasts of rate reductions at some point, hopefully. Um, the weather, it's been a mild winter. Yep. And generally, when you have a lot of snow and cold weather, it hinders sales a little bit. So we haven't had that. So when you have those things combined, I think people are coming out with a little bit more confidence. And there's obviously a lack of supply. But the, I think what's going to happen... And we've seen it before. Homeowners sitting on the fence are going to see all these bidding wars happening. Houses selling over asking, which doesn't necessarily mean anything, but uh, it instills uh, fear of missing out, right? So you're going to have all these sellers say, okay, I better list now. And then there's going to be a surge of inventory. I don't know when that'll happen. Not uncommon. It happens shortly after March break. You're also going to get all of the sellers that are currently involved in trying to buy homes. Yes. So, you know. Because a lot of sellers are selling first and then buying. Is that well, what I'm you're saying? saying? No, I'm saying the opposite. Oh. A lot oh, okay. of sellers are out there right now trying to buy a home, knowing that the bidding wars are existing, right. the market's their back up. Their confidence is up. Their confidence is up that their home is going to sell. Very, very different than Risky if you, business, I'd say, right now. It depends on what you're selling. Yeah, but risky in the sense that we don't know how Here's long it'll things. last. The homes that are getting, like, not one offer or two offers, although even that, like, think about four months ago, five months ago, you were begging for people to come forward with an offer let alone get multiple offers. And that was after 30 days, 60 days of being on the market. Nothing yeah. was moving. Yeah. Like very little uh, activity. Okay, now when I say very little, there was still volume being moved, but um, longer days on market, more negotiation, less competition. 
And what happened November, December, January, there wasn't more inventory coming on the market. People were holding off on selling, which is actually typical during the winter months. People don't want to sell during the holidays. They wait until the quote-unquote spring market, et cetera, et cetera. But it depends on the house. If there is a huge demand for that type of home, so as an example, we just sold a property here in Milton that had 25 offers on it, but it was a very desirable townhome in a price point that was very desirable. That's why it got so many offers. Five months ago, that wouldn't have happened, right? So what I think is happening now is, using that example, out of the 25 buyers that put an offer on that property, they're still in the market. It's going to take a while for those buyers to be pulled out of the market. Yeah. And then it's going to take a while before their properties hit the market if they'd have a property to sell. So I think with the, I'm pretty confident with the nicer weather, as soon as the calendar hits March, March break, birds start chirping, flowers start. It's supposed to be almost 20 degrees next week. Yeah. Something like that. So I think that's, you know, people buy a few things when the weather gets better. They buy clothing, they buy automobiles, and they buy real estate. And, and I think gym people, memberships. Yeah, gym. No, the gym membership started at oh, the beginning paying, of January. They've been paying for them. They just start using them. Yeah. Oh, I got to get ready for beach weather. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think also what's happening, knowing, knowing our market, knowing Canadians, I think a lot of people certainly in the GTA, we're spending less money over the last few months, maybe traveling a little bit less, maybe not upgrading their car when they wanted to, maybe not buying the new jacket, etc. not buying the extras like they were. And I think people are getting the itch. I, I think people are getting ready to open up the wallet. I'm seeing a lot of people now with significant down payments. A lot of gifting happening. I think so. Well, we're just helping somebody buy a few houses for family members. Yeah. So that's a form of gifting. There's, Very generous gifting. There's a lot of gifting, even if it's an, you know, an extra 20 grand or whatever. I have a client uh, that is working with me to purchase a home and, and is getting um, a gift from family to help purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, so that happens and that's happening more and more and family members are seeing the cost of home ownership and realizing that they can't take it with them and letting their younger generation enjoy and be able to afford homes. So it's the perfect storm of what's happening. It is. I think an important thing to talk about too, though, is... I haven't actually seen too much, but I have heard it a little bit, and that is buyers not wanting to get into multiple offers. Realistically, you don't have a choice, so you have to get over that fear. But the big thing that's important to understand is that multiple offers now is still, for the most part, different than multiple offers over the past several years in the sense that people are still 
very mindful about the, the you price. You took the word out of my mouth, and this is a great point. It's a note that I made to talk about. There is a significant difference in the offers we're seeing during these multiple offer, these bidding war times right now, than three years ago. Mm-hmm. Because in the in the peak and the height, or two years ago actually, was kind of January, February of 22, if I'm not mistaken, right? So when we sold 887 Broussard. Mm-hmm. So January, February of 2022 was a peak. And people were going stupid. Well, because money was cheap. And money that was, extra $50,000 was pretty reasonable to carry. And you felt that if you spent an extra 50K now. You okay, Robbie? Okay, let it out. We'll give you a break. Go. You got three seconds. (laughs) They probably can't hear them anyways. No. Um, People were thinking then if they bump their offer 50K to get the house, that in six months the home will be worth more than that extra 50K. Yeah, what's a couple hundred bucks? What's a couple hundred bucks? Now what we're seeing... And interest rates actually crept back up over the last couple of months, right? Mm-hmm. So like the offered lender rates, yeah. not the, even recently, not the Bank of Canada bit. rate, but um, there is stability more or less with the mortgage rates. But at 6 7% borrowing rate and not knowing necessarily what the market is going to do. People have been more cautious. And if you pay attention to what homes are actually selling for in these bidding wars, there's a lot more common sense to how that lines up with its actual market value. Whereas two years ago, you would look at it and go, there's no way that fucking home's worth that amount of money. Right. Yeah. So people are being more mindful, more cautious, We're even seeing bidding wars where homes are being sold under the asking price. Yeah, I have one that we did a little while ago that was conditional and we got it for 100K under the asking price and we were competing against one other offer. So it's, you know, people need to make smart decisions. Look at what's recently sold. And then there's other components to offers. Now we're seeing a lot of conditional offers fall through due to financing. Yeah. So if you can get all of that in order in advance and be highly confident in your finances, having no condition to financing is really attractive right now. So there are some really good quick tips. So let's get into the quick tip portion of this to give some advice. So number one, remember that an asking price is merely an asking price and anybody can ask whatever they want to ask when they sell their real estate, it doesn't mean that has any perception to the value. So, or any correlation, I should say, to the value of the property. So doing the due diligence of knowing what that value actually is, what the market would be willing to bear for that property is super important. So that means having a realtor that's well-educated on that type of home, on that neighborhood that understands the market condition and what somebody would realistically pay for that property. Yeah. That's a good one. What was the, what were you just? Well, I think the big one, as far as conditions, uh, being a, conditions are still, I would say, fairly accepted 
from a seller's perspective. But what I think a lot of people are doing to make them more appealing is shortening up the time frame. So home inspections that are a day long. Steve and Steve Bruman. Steve Bruman just sold one of our listings in Oakville. Yeah. And it was a four-hour condition on a home inspection. Wow. I didn't realize it was that short. May, uh, maybe six. Yeah. They signed off the deal late morning, and the condition expired that afternoon. That's smart. So it doesn't, doesn't tie up doesn't the seller up. for very long. Right. It's a reasonable request. So sellers usually have a general idea for how their home is. Yep. So they can be confident that it'll be okay. And some buyers, you know, they want the peace of mind. So, but at the same time... You do need to acknowledge how much, how much extra are you paying for that condition, right? We've talked about that. So if you're competing against other offers and they do pull those conditions out and you want to include a one-day condition on a home inspection or a two-day condition or a five-day, whatever it is, you're going to have to pay more than the other offers with no conditions to get it. I just helped one of our sellers in a multiple offer situation on their property where the accepted offer was not the highest price. Mm -hmm. It was the one with the best terms, the best conditions. We looked very intently at the rest of the offer. It was not the one with the highest price. So when we looked at the two offers comparatively, we decided the lower amount with actually that offer had no conditions, versus the higher amount with conditions, it wasn't worth it. And it was actually a significant amount of money. Like it, we're not talking, you know, a few bananas and pecans at the dollar at the dollar store or whatever. We're talking about like a Hyundai Elantra. You didn't like that analogy. I was, in the, I, was trying, I, I was trying to process what you're meaning. You mean from a value actual dollar value perspective. Do, yeah. yeah. Okay. It wasn't a grocery bill. It was, it was ten like grand. A, it was more. Okay. What kind I, of what kind of Hyundai? Do you say Elantra? Yeah. Which model? I'm gonna look it up and figure I, out how much. The I don't know. A GT <laughs> is that still a model, Robbie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that that's that, that's happening. It's very common. So I don't know. I think when it comes to finances, though, because we're seeing a lot of people not being able to fulfill their financing needs, I think it would be prudent of buyers. To what is that clicking? Is that Ian's mouse? It's a noisy mouse. We've got you. You know, my mouse is as noisy. Don't not click. I was just curious, Ian. Just click quieter. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually looking because my iMac, the mouse is annoyingly loud, the click. And I thought maybe there's a way to reduce. Oh, your iMac. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. And I thought there was a way to reduce the noise. You thought like it was an electronic noise that was being right. made, not a mechanical click. Correct. Okay. Um, so what I was going to say about finances for, for buyers is actually get a legit solid approval. Make sure the bank has reviewed all of your proof of income. Uh, make sure the bank has done, you know, a full credit check and provide, even provide um, the pre-approval letter. Because I think there's a lot of people that are rushing. With the offer, you mean? Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that are rushing right now because there is the fear of, you know, not being able to get the house because they see things moving quickly. They want to get into the market before it heats up. Maybe they're anticipating prices going up again. And if you're dealing with a 
mortgage specialist, we'll call it. Yeah. And that person doesn't have the time right now because they're super busy. And you contact them and you say, hey, we're thinking about buying a house. Okay, well, fill in this application, send it back. They review it. They plug it into their computer. It spits out a number. Let's say it's a million dollars. And they say, yeah, well, you know, you're pre-approved for a million dollars. But they didn't do that deep diving. Right. And all of a sudden, they find out, oh, you have overtime hours that account for 10% of your yearly income. Oh, you weren't working in March because of this. Or, oh, we pulled your full report history and it shows you just took delivery of a brand new Hyundai Elantra. We didn't take that into account in your debt servicing. Yeah. Well, and I I make notes on every transaction I have. So there was um, successful or not successful. So I had one recently where the deal fell through and it was due to financing. And the agent originally in the beginning, he was great to communicate with. He was very confident, conveyed a lot of confidence to me that he knew what was happening with his client's um, finances and approval. And then we accepted a deal conditional upon mortgage approval. This is when I went away. I went away. I came back. I called him from the airport and he hadn't spoken to his client in in the entire time I was gone. So immediately I knew something was up. And the next day, the deal fell through due to financing. So I make very detailed notes. So I know next time I have a deal with this guy, I'm going to be able to say, hey, we had a deal back in this month of this year on this property. The deal didn't come together due to financing. You're going to have to give me some more confidence or proof that that's not going to happen again. So I think for real estate agents, it's important because you're putting your credibility and your uh, image on the line every time you do a deal. Yep. That's all I got. Any other tips you want to give for buyers that are in a bidding war situation or are going to be getting into one? Have you seen any letters come through, like little heartfelt letters with pictures and stuff? I don't do that anymore. I used to. I think there can be value if you hit the right person that has tons of sentimental value in their home. I've said this before on this very podcast. Show me the money. Nobody gives a shit about your letter. It's all about the money. It's not nobody, okay. but it's it's like winning the lottery. Right. If you're buying Betty and John's home that they've lived there since 1956 and all of their kids and grandkids have grown up in that home and they've had the same neighbors since 1962, right? Uh, it may have some importance to know that. Yeah. There could n- also be the, the opposite. There's people out there that are prejudiced, racist, you know. Whatever I had That's clients true. that are gay and they were worried that the, the people, we didn't have a letter included, but they were worried that having both of their names on the contract could be harmful. And that's true. It could for certain people. If you get certain people that receive yeah. the offer, they're just judging based on the name on the offer. Yeah. Right. They may be like, oh, I don't want my neighbors to live next to people with this type of name. Yeah. Who knows? So it yeah. happens. That actually happens. I think the odds of that are maybe higher than the odds of winning somebody over. Right. So I guess that answers our question is don't do it. You gotta Unless pick, you're leasing. If you you're gotta, leasing, it's a good idea. If you're leasing, it's a tremendous idea. Yeah. Because the landlord, well, then the landlords are already prejudiced. That's as true. To, yeah. yeah. So you're, you're trying to persuade light, them why. Yeah. You're trying to soften the blow is what you're yeah. doing. But with, uh, with a seller, really the importance is the price, the conditions, the terms, the closing date, the deposit, those are the things that they're focused on. 
Yes. The end of the day, if you're selling a $1 million property and somebody comes to you with a $1.2 million check and you were hoping for 1.1, you probably don't care who's buying it for 1.2. That hundred grand is talking. Wow. That's the other thing too, is there's, there is a lot of, there isn't a lot of that happening though. Like I feel like most, you'll, you'll still get a lot of offers that are still below the asking price and you get like one or two that are really attractive. So if you're buying a home this spring or right now, make sure you have an absolute pre-approval on your financing. That means the lender doing the deep dive, get gathering all of your income statements, your proof of income, all of your credit report, credit do report, the full, do the full thing. All they should be waiting on and is that, the that takes, agreement of purchase and sale. That takes a while. It does. And yeah. yes, they won't give, I mean, they're not giving you the stamp until they see what you're buying and how much you're paying for that piece of property. And most lenders now are requiring an appraisal to make sure the value lines up with the purchase price. But if you need to shorten that condition or remove that condition in order to get that house, you need to have that flexibility. Mm -hmm. You should also know as a buyer, if you are going to do a home inspection, who you're going to use, do that due diligence beforehand. That way, if you need, just like Steve Bruman's deal with a six hour condition on it, which is not typical, but you should be you'd able be to, willing to accommodate, right? You, you need to have, yes, you need to have people in your arsenal. A lot of realtors have home inspectors that they can call and ask for favors. Well, and there's also the ability now for sellers to disclose the details of the offer. So for some agents, maybe that's a strategy from the from either perspective. Maybe selling agents decide to disclose it towards the end of the negotiations if you have offers that are similar. Or maybe buyers call out agents and say, well, if I'm that close, you know, show me and I'll, and I'll come up, right? So there's different ways you can play that. So get creative or just hire us. There you go. It's <laughs> a good way to end the podcast. Yeah. And next week, we're talking about moving tips. So if you are successful... In your bidding war and you got your new house, we're going to have some great tips for you for helping you move along. And if you're watching this or listening to this anytime outside of the day it's released, this information may be not valid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you next week. Ciao. Thanks for watching or listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully we provided you some sort of value to help you get out there and successfully purchase that home. Don't be afraid of bidding and happy buying. <laughs>